And today I have a very powerful word, amen, that I want to preach to each and one of you guys listening. Um, for those who want to accompany me, please open your word to Acts chapter 17. We're going to be reading verses 22 and 23. Amen. The word of God will be read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 17, verse 22 and 23 says, Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. Amen. And the topic I'm going to be preaching under is it is right in front of you. Amen. It is right in front of you. For the introduction, amen, I wanted to share a testimony of a couple years ago when I started working in an office environment. Okay, so while I was working in an office environment, I never took food for my break. Okay, I always used to uh, go to work expecting that during my break, I would go out of my office and go buy myself something to eat. I used to go to different restaurants uh, uh, just to buy myself something to satisfy my hunger. And after many years of doing the same thing, my mom caught up to it. And she told me, Ivan, did you know that if you separate a couple minutes of your day before you go to work and you prepare yourself something that is in the kitchen, it could be possible that you don't, wouldn't be wasting resources, your money and your time to go out of your office to get yourself something to eat. So I followed her advice. And before I went to work a certain day, um, I went to the kitchen. I started preparing myself a sandwich. I started preparing myself some hot food. And when I got to my office during my break, I didn't have to go out. I stayed in my office and I stayed eating the food that I prepared for myself. Two things happened. The first one, I did not waste any money. The second one, I did not waste any time leaving my office because everything that I had made was made with stuff that was inside of my house. There was no resources being wasted from my wallet. Preacher man, what are you trying to explain to us? What I'm trying to explain to us, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the resources that I had in front of me, I would not be wasting nor money nor time. If I would have been using the objects that were in front of me, I would have not have been going out during my break wasting time and money to satisfy something that could have been satisfied with something that I had at home. I'm going to clarify that a little bit better. Uh, there was a gap in my life. I was hungry. So I had to use something to satisfy it. Instead of using something I had that was right in front of me to satisfy the hunger that I was going through during my break at lunch. I was talking to God a couple, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I was talking to God and God told me there's a lot of people with gaps in their life, with a necessity in their life, and they're using outside uh, uh, things to satisfy the gap that is within their lives. There's a lot of people with loneliness. There's a lot of people struggling because of this gap that they, uh, of, of this emptiness that they're feeling, not noticing that what they need to satisfy the hunger, to satisfy the loneliness, to satisfy the emptiness in their soul is not something that they can find outside, but it's something that is right in front of you. Mm. And there's an example, a very good example that I wanted to reference. And it was in John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, 
I'm going to go over the story a little bit so we could understand where we're at. Jesus, Jesus was going through Samaria. If I'm not mistaken, he was, uh, he, he left Judea and departed in verse three of chapter four. He says he left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go to Samaria. He came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sichar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jesus was departing from Judea. He was going from a city, going to another, but he needed to cross. The Bible says he needed to cross Samaria. So while he was crossing, he ended up in front of a, 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 of a well. Okay, and this is the part that I wanted to get to. He ended up in front of a well where he was introduced to a woman. He was introduced to a woman. And, the, and, 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 and Jesus, he looked at the woman and said, give me water. Jesus said to the woman, give me water. There's a couple points that we have to take interest. Number one, the Bible says the woman was a Samaritan. Okay, the woman was a Samaritan. After Jesus told her, give me water, the woman responded back and said in verse 9, how is it that you, being a Jew, asks a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. To understand the story better, we have to go a little bit more profound into the issues of the Samaritan woman. And then we're going to see the reasons why Jesus was there. So the Samaritan woman, later on doing the story, we end up finding out that her situation, that Jesus clarified to her. Jesus asked her, go tell your husband, during the later, later parts of the story. Jesus said, go find your husband and come and bring him here. And she clearly doesn't lie to Jesus and tells him, no, I do not have a husband. And Jesus revealed to her and said, yes, you don't have a husband. Because you've been with five and the one that you're with it, the one that you're with is not yours. So at this moment, we clearly see that there is a, a, a loneliness. There is a gap in her life that she's trying to look for in men. There, there is a necessity and she thinks that men are the only things that will satisfy that need in her life. So something crazy that caught my attention was that Jesus said, hey, <laughs> Jesus said, hey, uh, uh, give me water. And, 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 and she goes and says, I cannot give you this water for you don't have no bucket. And then something crazy that Jesus said, Jesus answered her and said, if you knew the gift of God, who is, who it is, who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus later says in the, in the verse 13, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. In other words, while you keep being thirsty for things that would not satisfy you because she was trying to look for the satisfaction in men. But Jesus was telling her, no, 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 no. The satisfaction that they will give you would not satisfy you entirely. But what I could give you, what is right in front of you, will give you something that will never be satisfied by nobody but me. Jesus says, you will never thirst again by the things that I will give you. So in other words, Jesus was telling her, everything that you need, everything that you need to satisfy this loneliness and this gap in your life cannot be found by outside sources. Because the only person that could give you the satisfaction is the water of life that I could provide you, is what I could provide you. And something interesting, something very interesting that Jesus says, 
And in and, and, and the last couple verses, after they dialogued and after they had a huge conversation, Jesus says something very important. After he exposes her, her, her necessity and exposes the, the fact that she is in need, he says something that's, that caught my attention. He says in verse 26, he said to her, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. In other words, you do not understand this, but even though you are looking for this, even though you're looking for this outside of Excuse me, all this outside necessities, all these outside things. I am the one that will satisfy you. I am the one. Jesus said to her, I am who, I who speak to you am he. The one that will satisfy you, the one that will fill your needs, the one that will be there when you need him to, the one that will heal you when you need him to, the one that will, my God, the one that is there to do what, what needs to be uh, filled in your life. I am he. I am he who speak to you. I don't know who is listening and I don't know who is watching this. But I am clearly here to tell you uh, by the authority of Jesus Christ. I am he that will satisfy every need in your soul. I am he that will satisfy every, every gap that you are filling. Every void that is needed in your life. Maybe you are found in a cave. Maybe you are found in some darkness. Maybe you are found in some need in your life. A necessity that is that's occupying some space in your life. I am here to tell you you that Jesus I who speak to you Jesus he who speaks to you he is the one that will satisfy that gap my God I am he will satisfy that gap in your life there is no man there is no food there is no amount of money there is no medicine there is no pill there is nothing or no one on this earth in heaven that will say to you my God, but he, Jesus himself, that will fill the need in your life. I who speak to you am he. The one that will offer you this water, the, the, this water of life. That after you drink, you will never thirst again. That after you look for the rest of your life searching for something, you will never find what Jesus will give you. The quality of the water of life is something that you cannot find on this earth. There is nothing on this earth as the value of a gift that is given to you from God. Preacher man, in the beginning you read Acts chapter 17 verse 22 and 23. And I'll explain to you why I, I, I read those verses as my um, primary fundamental verses. Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17, verses 22 and 23. And the word says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with an inscription, with this inscription, I'm sorry, to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you. So let me explain to you what's going on within these verses. Paul is finding himself in Athens. He's in Athens at the very moment. Okay? And he's and 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 and, and he's in the midst of all these wise men, of all these wise men of Athens. I'm sorry, he's walking through the city and he and he finds himself in the midst of the Areopagus. 
And he says this statement. For I was passing through. And considering the options of your worship, I found an altar. So right now he's addressing them. And he's addressing them. Okay. Explaining to them that I have seen all the... All, all, all these temples and I've seen all these altars that you have um, to, to, to worship your different gods. But if you put this and you imagine this and you put this to perspective, I, 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 I can imagine Paul just walking through, just walk, just walking through the city of Athens and he's walking to different temples and there's one altar, there's one altar in this specific temple that he says, I found an altar with the inscription. So I could imagine Paul getting closer and closer to this altar that's in the midst of an altar, uh, of a temple and, 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 and the altar, the inscription that says to the unknown God in verse 23. And that's the one that he has come to proclaim to every Athenian there. Paul is coming to introduce something that they know nothing about. You see, Paul is explaining to them, you guys don't know. Who this God is. You guys do not know what he is capable of doing. And you do not know what he could do for you. He could do something that all the other gods. The gods that you are trying to worship. The ones that you think. That is relieving you or helping you in your necessity. The one that you think that is helping you. No, no, no. The one that you do not know is the one that's going to help you. So he comes. And he challenges every single God that is in every single temple in Athens and says, this God, this God Zeus or this God or, or this God Poseidon or this God Hades or this God, he is not the one that is in this specific unknown altar. And he and, and I could imagine every single uh, uh, Athenian there saying, I prayed to the God of Zeus. I've prayed to this God and I prayed to this God for the healing. I prayed for this God for my loneliness. I prayed to, to this God to provide me money for my family. I provide this God to uh, to give me some sort of food for my starving kids. And, 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 and Paul is saying, no, these gods that you are praying to, these are false gods. And the God I'm going to present to you is the God that will Feel the needs is the God that will do the necessity or, or that will feel the necessity in your lives. But this, the, the, the perfect response that Paul, that he addresses here is verses 24 and forward. He said to, uh, uh, to the unknown God, therefore, the one who I, whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. And he starts describing who this God is. God, verse 24. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made of man, made of hands, nor is he worshipped with, with men's hands as though he is needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell in all the faces of the earth. And he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of the dwellings. So, they, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we also 
his offspring. For we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are offspring of God, we ought not to think as divine nature is like gold or silver or stone or something to be shaped by art by the man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands every man everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day which he will judge the world in righteousness. And the man who he has ordained, he has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some were mocked. And while others will hear, while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. However, some men have joined them and believed among them was that Dionysus. The Aeropagite, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. In other words, what I'm trying to explain to you is that there was a group of them that said, these other gods were not helping me. These other gods kept failing me. These other gods did not fill the void that was in my life. Every single time I asked for help, I never received anything. Every single time I asked for, 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 for my necessity to be fulfilled, there was not any fulfillment. And everything I tried to do in their name came out to be failed. But Paul challenged the authority of all the other gods. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, the God that I am talking to you, the God that you do not know, the God that I present to you today, the one that you do not know, he is the one that I'm challenging you to go against the gods that you are trying to need. I mean, the, the one that you're trying to put in authority, this God, Jesus Christ, having the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they come against the gods that you try to say. And this is the God that today I am telling you to serve. Today, I don't know who am I speaking to. I don't know if this word has spoken to your life in one way or another. But today, I, 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 I want to pray for each one of you guys. Because I understand that during these times, during these troubling times, there is a necessity in our heart, mind, soul, and body. And there's a necessity that, 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 that are in need to satisfy a hunger or to satisfy something that we are in need of. And today, I want to pray for you. Because God today is telling you that need that you are, are, are needing filled, you're not going to find it in other things. You're not going to find it in pills. You're not going to find it in drugs. You're not going to find it in liquor. You're not going to find it in, in, in men and in women. You're not going to find it in videos. You're not going to find it in different places around this earth. The only place that you can find the fulfillment of the satisfaction that you need for your life is in God. And just like Paul told all the Athenians, maybe you do not know him. Maybe you do not know him. Maybe you heard of him, but you do not know him. Maybe you do know him. Maybe you were in church for a while and you left church. Today, I want to present to you who he is. Today, I want to present to you this God, this God that you're leaving behind that you do not know of. Maybe you think you know him, but let himself present himself to you. Let him reveal himself to you. Today, I want to pray for every living soul and every person that, 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 that is listening, that God is not done with you. The necessity, he wants to fill the hole and the void that's in your soul. And today, I pray that every single person listening, may hear the voice of God and to later have a relationship with the with the God that has called you. Lord Jesus Christ, I come before your presence, my God, that you will look upon every person, every soul, Holy Spirit, God, that is listening, that, 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 that has, has, has noticed that they are in need of, 
of a fulfillment of, of, of a feel of a, in their lives. Holy Spirit God, that they have recognized that there are in the necessity to fill a void, Holy Spirit of God, that needs to be filled, Holy Spirit of God. I rebuke the enemy, my God, telling or confusing your people, my God, that the fulfillment of their needs are found in other things. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because the fulfillment of all our needs, the fulfillment of all our necessities are in you, my God. Help us recognize that, my God. Help us find, Holy Spirit of God, you in our necessities, Holy Spirit of God, so you can fulfill each and one of our situations, my God. Fill the emptiness, fill the void, Holy Spirit of God, that you break the chains over each and one of our lives, my God. In your name I pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. My name is Ivan Castillo, and I hope that this uh, word has touched each and one of you guys. I counsel each and one, and I exhort each and one of you guys to keep following forward, keep walking forward, keep doing the, the purpose. And if this has touched your lives, let me present to you the God that, that you've been needing all this time, but maybe you have not known it. But let me present you to him. Let me just present to you to him. Let him. Let him into your lives and he will show you what he could do. Just like the Athenians, as I spoke, the Athenians, they, 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 most of them have realized all the other gods, all the other things, all the other idols have not been doing anything for me. And if this is you, if this, if this inscription described you, send me a message. Let me pray for you. Let me present to you this Jesus. This has been, and the church says, I hope you have a great evening and great rest of the day. Stay blessed, stay humble, and God protect each one of us. Amen.